0: I think Christian's wanting me to intro. Hey now. I was I was waiting. I was like, shit, is he gonna do it? Am I gonna it's do hard. it? No, yeah, you're good. What's up? What's up, everybody? It is February. Uh, it's been a month. Here we are uh, to do a new episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. We know it's February. We know people are like, oh, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday. We will mention a couple movies, but this is kind of just gonna be a free-flowing conversation uh christian i got into sports betting
1: i know be careful i'm glad you won some money but don't end up on uh, the street
0: dude you mean like what? how i've poured like 150 bucks the last couple of days and lost all of them like that oh really yeah i got my phone up on my bed right now because i'm following a game it look here's the thing i put like I, I, I'll, I'll just show you so the people know i put like $10 wagers on stuff. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, uh, you know, little, little here, little there and the payouts on it. So like this, it's a $10 wager, but the payout $70. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever, but you're absolutely right. It does become a problem if you do it too much. So it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's been made. It's been making, uh, watching sports a little more entertaining. Also liable to make me angry. So yeah, uh, how, how you doing? I'm good, dude. Um,
1: I always feel like I'm behind. I always feel like I need, I, I'm, I have shit to do. Uh, but I think that's just become my, my state of being. I always feel like I'm behind and I need to be doing something, whether it be, uh, yard work, something around the house, that sort of thing. I've also gotten to where silence is deafening to me. Uh, it's real. I was thinking about this today. It's really become prevalent. Like, uh, I always have to have noise, especially when I'm home alone. Like the se- I was, when I got home this morning, Sydney was about to leave for work and um, I was just getting off work. And she was like, do me a favor. We have three, three orders. Can you pack those up for uh, and put them in the mailbox for uh, people ordered melts? I was like, sure. And I just like the second I got out of my work clothes, I immediately had to turn the TV on. I had to put on because right now I am completely, uh, I am overtaken with this Vince McMahon WWE lawsuit. So I immediately put on the TV and I'm watching <clears throat> some uh wrestlers, Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, Dutch Mantel talking about what's going on and I'm packing orders and then then I get ready to go to bed like an hour later. I have to have sound on for everything. I cannot sit in silence. You fall asleep and I, with the TV on. I I fall asleep with the TV on. Okay. And the reason is like if I if I sit in silence I don't think I'm a crazy person. I really don't. But there's something about silence. It's an expression, but to me, it's literal. Like, silence is deafening. And I feel like I mentally cannot relax unless there's noise from the outside because that silences the noise inside my head. I don't have voices talking to me, clearly. Like, I'm, I'm a functioning human being, but I've realized... I don't know if, if hopefully I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because hopefully somebody out there relates to what I'm saying, so they don't feel alone. And quite frankly, I don't feel alone. But me, it's it's really gotten. I cannot do silence. You, I can't sit in a car and drive without music. It's got to be fucking cranked, or I have to listen to a podcast, to listen to people talking, and that sort of thing. But that's my thought of the day, which I kind of seem like I do whenever we start these. But yeah, man, it's really, it's really, I, I've really started to notice it over the last couple like probably like the last year or so like i i have to have noise if i'm and if i'm not listening or watching anything it's like talking this helps me i'm not calm if it's silent i cannot deal with silence so i don't know what that says about me but i i, I struggle with that pretty bad yeah
0: no you you're mean dude i completely understand uh, you know how you made the joke on an episode a couple months ago about how i was like you know, talking about how I was listening to Halloween ends score while I'm at work and stuff. And because I'm the same way I used to cause problems with my ex-wife was like, I would want to fall asleep with the TV on and not even like watching it necessarily, but like, I don't want the silence. And so like a lot of times I will intentionally, especially when my son's not here, I'll sleep on the couch. Um, just because I can like I can have I can fall asleep with the TV on and I can kind of listen to just quietly or like when I'm at work. Yeah, I'm always like if I don't have other people there that I can talk to and whatnot, I'm always listening to a podcast or or music like I, I just I have to. It's just what I do. So I know I completely understand that. It's just like it is crazy. The, the saying is true, though. Like the, like silence is deafening. Like it really is. It's, it's, it's wild, man. So I totally get it. Sydney's the exact opposite. She's like that too. We, I've compromised.
1: I've gotten to where, you know, if we're going to bed and she's like done, I'll turn the brightness all the way off. This is the beauty about the PlayStation four. We, I got the PlayStation four in the bedroom. I can take headphones – I didn't know I could do this – plug it into the PS4 controller, and I can have audio from – like if I'm watching a movie or a TV show, I plug the headphones into the PS4 controller, and it shuts off the audio on the TV, and it just goes through my headphones. Mm -hmm. So I watched Willow Creek uh, about a week or so ago when I got the Blu-ray of that, and Sydney was like, I'm I'm tired, Christian's going to go to bed. I said, all right, well, she's like, just turn the volume down. I was like, there's got to be a solution for that. Because if I turn the volume down, I can't hear anything. I'm, I'm already deaf from playing live music for, fuck, since 2006. Consistently just live music. So I can't hear as it is. So I, finally, I just tried that and it worked. I didn't even know I could do it. but So that's been really cool, just discovering that. Now all I want to do is put earphones on them I'm using the PlayStation. So technology yeah. helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's weird. I don't like, I don't know, people that can like, I don't know, people that can just do that, you know, like just be cool with the silence and stuff. I don't know. I can't jive with it. No, Sid-
1: dude, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up. Sydney works right by the house, too. So she'll come home for, for, for lunch. And I'll, I'll hear her and I'll kind of mosey out into the living room. If I'm, if it, if I'm on graveyards and I wake up, she, she won't put, turn the TV on. She won't make a sound she'll just sit there and eat and scroll on her phone. I was just like, holy shit. No, it's gotta, it's gotta sound like a construction site when I'm relaxing in the house. Yeah. There's just noise everywhere. So.
0: Yeah. Well, there's your guys as uh, there, there's your intro. Uh, or some of our thoughts so far of the day, uh, I'm developing a gambling addiction and Christian doesn't like silence. Um, so yeah, I, I said, I get, you know, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. I don't feel like we talked about this enough. Uh, this came out a couple months ago. We might've mentioned it in passing. I think we did in our, like when we did an episode in October, but can just for a second, can we talk about like how disappointing, um, pet cemetery bloodlines was man. Like that movie really was ass. Like it was butthole. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it because I was listening to a podcast last night uh, about Pet Cemetery. And you know, I've been I don't know on this weird pet cemetery kick the past couple of days and wanting to listen to pet cemetery podcasts and whatnot. And um I was just thinking about bloodlines, man, and I was like, God, that movie sucked. Like, and it's such a bummer. And it's gonna kill the franchise for another 15, 20 years, because it sucks so bad. So I don't know, man. I know I saw your review. You gave it, I'm pretty sure, the same as I did—one and a half stars on Letterboxd. Um, but I don't know if I ever asked you to like expand upon that. Um, I think it just feels—it feels
1: like a straight-to-video 2007 movie. And you can take that just for how it is. That's exactly what it feels like. Uh, I think the issue is attaching the name Pet Cemetery to it Uh, because we're at a, I think we're at a phase now where even stuff that's, even the stuff that's not theatrical that just goes to streaming, I think there's, there's an expectation on a level of quality that we're starting to see on stuff that comes out because there's a lot of directors, some of the biggest names in the world, they're not really theater names like Flanagan and stuff like that. So I think people are expecting... A certain level of, uh, I I guess, quality is the word I'm looking for. And uh, that, just quite frankly, was not anywhere near good enough. Um, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, if you would have got that from Blockbuster.
0: Dimension Extreme.
1: um, It would have been looked at as like, oh, okay, it's it's all right. But I just think that the tides have turned on the expectations of straight to blank Streaming is which I not straight to video because obviously that's not the case anymore, but straight to streaming. I think the expectations are higher, uh, based off of the quality of stuff that we get, especially when you look last year at some of the stuff. Uh, there was a I forget, I always forget the name of the movie, but it was about this broad who has aliens attacking her, and it was just like, eh, No good, one will save you. It's a good movie, yes, and that was straight to Hulu. Even the, and even some of the other uh, stuff that has name recognition, I had I had a lot of things about that new Hellraiser film. I wasn't exactly in love with, but it was a quality movie. I think yeah, at yeah. least
0: that was a at least that was a competently made movie with good effects and a good budget. Like you could tell. Whereas like Pet Cemetery Bloodlines was like it was cheap, man. Like not only was it really uninspired, and it was just it was cheap, and I just don't understand why you know, the remake made over a hundred million. It was paramount. Like, yeah, it went straight to streaming, but they had plenty of money to work with. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: I I, I don't know how much they spent on it. Uh, And I didn't recognize anybody in that movie except the ET kid. So I don't think they had any names. Um, I think it was just done quick and fast. And you know, it, I don't know. It's harmless to me. I don't really think you're ever going to have another really good Pet Cemetery movie besides the first one. I mean, I like two, but I mean, the first one's just a classic. So sometimes that is better, I guess. <laughs> That's the only way to put it. Yeah, it's definitely um, better. I don't know. I, yeah. I thought I, it, maybe like the first five or 10 minutes of it kind of had me like, oh, we'll see where this kind of goes. And as it kept going, I was, just, I stopped lying to myself and I was like, uh eh.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of. This is kind of, kind but, of, yeah, not, not not that good. Yeah. So, well,
0: so yeah. uh, I wanted to say I, we've been getting comments on the past couple episodes. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. I, I mean, maybe I, I've never done it, so if it, like I would have to learn, but I'm not sure if Christian can do it now. People have been asking about putting these on. Um, like the audio platforms uh, mm-hmm. like Spotify, Apple and stuff. Now that it's on my channel, I have to be the one to do that. Right. No, I've been doing it. Haven't I? Oh, I haven't checked. You have. Uh, I I always have. unless. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I saw you replied to a comment a couple weeks ago that you said working on it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I thought you were going to reach out to me, but uh, as long as it got on there, I just wanted to, you know, let everybody know that like, Hey, my bad on that, uh, because I've never done that before so I didn't know how to do it so
1: no I'll go on the website tonight and see I all I do is I just rip the video a YouTube mp3 it and then I'll throw it up on Spotify unless I didn't post it or if I just uploaded it I got I I'd have to when I get done with this I'll look but uh no I've no. always that's I don't I don't it didn't it didn't matter whose channel I was I I just I just rip it and then I can uh upload it well, so
0: on Apple, on Apple Podcast, the last one on there is the November Thanksgiving show, which I think was the first one on my channel. So okay, I'll
1: I'll I'll make it. I'll make sure it's situated within the next day or so. If the, if whatever the new ones aren't on there, I, I thought I did. I I, I there's there's a process they on on Spotify for podcasters they change it. I have to up, excuse me. I have to upload it and then process it and then post it maybe i forgot to post it after it processed i i'll, I'll look on the i have the app on my phone but I, I i can do it i'll make sure it's up if if the if the last couple i'll see which what the latest one's up and i'll I'll situate it i'll have it fixed. yeah
0: that was i mean that was just to say guys uh well yeah we're gonna get that taken care of uh so my bad on that um i probably should have taken a more active approach in that um all right so This is a weird time, man. Um, You never went and saw Night Swim, did you? No. Wasn't good. Uh, Wasn't good. And I remember you said you were thinking about seeing it, and then I told you my thoughts on it, and you said, I think I'll skip it. Um, The reason I bring that up is because, dude, nothing is coming out right now, theatrically at least, or at least nothing that I have any interest in seeing. I mean, is there anything on your radar That you're like, oh, you know what? I think this will be – like, I've I've almost gotten around to watching Dune. Like, I've almost done it because I know that second one's coming out. So, I was like, I need to watch it. I need to watch it. Still haven't watched it. So, maybe if I watch that and I really like it, maybe I'll be excited for part two. Uh, But nothing on my radar coming up. When does Dune come out? March.
1: Okay. Awesome. I'm a, I I was the big, I hate David Lynch's movie, but granted so does he, uh, but I loved the new Dune. So, uh, that was one of my favorite movies or whatever, whatever that was 2020. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. That movie was fucking insanely good. So I'm, I'm very excited. And those, uh, so there's these creatures in Dune, like these sand monsters and like they made like this popcorn bucket that is so suggestive looking. Oh yeah.
0: Everybody's going to fuck it.
1: And uh, I, I was showing Sydney, and she was just getting a kick out of that. She's like, "That's not real." I said, oh, "Apparently, it's real." Uh, so uh, I think we're gonna go see that. I, that'll, that'll probably be the next thing I see. Um, in terms of horror, I can't think of anything that's coming out. the only thing I can think of that I'm excited, really excited about, is the uh, Rob Rog Rob Roger e. Edgar's. Is that the guy's name? He has a Nosferatu. Robert Eggers. Ro- yeah, Robert Eggers has a Nosferatu movie coming out. Yeah, but doesn't that come October. out like
0: Christmas? Yeah, I think that's Christmas Day.
1: Well, that's the only thing I can think of that yeah. I'm just like because I I thought it was gonna come out last year and I was so excited until I know it's next year. I'm like, oh shit!
0: Yeah, Scarsgard, um, Scarsgard's gonna be in that one.
1: Yeah, good for him. I, I'm excited about that. Um, there's stuff on Shudder right now that I, I have like five or six movies that just come out. They they they're constantly putting out movies. Uh, there's a movie called The Puppet Man or The Puppet Something that uh. Somebody was like, "Christian, you need to check that out." I was like, "Oh yeah, I need to." So on Shutter, there's five or six movies that I have queued up, um, and they're constantly putting out incredible shit. Uh, they get movies from all around the world, you know. So there's a lot of stuff coming out on there, but it's not theater. Um, but I uh, yeah, not in the theater. I can't think of anything. I have I have I have zero clue what's in the theater right now. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you one movie that's in the theater right now
0: um yeah i don't really think i could either i'm trying to think yeah i mean technically one of the theaters by me is still showing thanksgiving one showing a day so, jesus christ i know right i know um yeah dude I, I guess that wonka movie i had no interest thought it looked like but um yeah dude there's just nothing There's just really nothing right now that gets you like excited. And that's a bummer. And it's, I hate, I hate to buy into that, that trope, that, that stereotype of like, oh, you know, January, February is terrible for, for movies. It kind of is like, it, it really kind of is. It's just, there's nothing going on. Um, It's a bummer. I don't even think there's any, been any good to, oh, let's talk about it. American Nightmare. Oh on, uh,
1: it's,
0: it's, Every
1: time you say that I keep thinking about the IFC documentary I remember yeah uh So guys like uh, there's a documentary On Netflix called American Nightmare It's about this abduction that I guess I kind of got to spoil it But You know it, This couple gets abducted and Lo and behold of course the police are like ah, I think the boyfriend's got something to do with this You know he's kind of acting a little, a little off and then all of a sudden girl shows back up and then she's not she's acting kind of weird and I still have there's a shred of me about this whole thing that says that something's not right Um, because I, I whenever whenever I put myself into a situation like this if I'm in if I'm in a if I'm in a holding room and I'm getting accused I'm hollering I'm screaming fucking test me bitch. Dude, lie to tech. I ain't fucking hurt nobody. I'd be hot. Like they would know I'm not playing around. But when you got this guy who's being like cross examined or he's getting talked to and the guy's like, I don't believe anything you're saying. I think you did it. And the guy's just like, I didn't, I didn't do it. (laughs) I, I really wish I could, I yell at, I yell at my TV and I, I can't fathom how some of these people don't react like that. Um, but it was a good documentary. I'm all about, I have a, probably I don't know if it's a sickness in me, but I'm obsessed with crime documentaries. I feel it's because of the levity of it. Um it's because it's real. And it's something about it. I'm I watch them all the time. And uh I'm, i remember reading uh, hearing about American Nightmare the the case on TV when it was happening. And I I think I remember my mom we were at dinner when it was on and I remember her saying oh yeah boyfriend's definitely guilty. He's deaf. He's not even crying. Look at him. So, um, the f- and the fact that she w- he was fooling around with another broad at the time too with his ex girlfriend, and then the whole thing about the they still don't know why the abductor w- wanted to go after his ex girlfriend when he took his then girlfriend who he confused with his ex. Like they never explained that either.
0: The only it's probably thing not making gather, sense to the
1: listeners right now, but it's it, a lot. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure a, a lot lie. of
0: people watched it because it's pretty popular right now on Netflix. But the only thing I can gather with that is the guy was clearly a peeping tom. So I feel like he just probably had been watching for a while, and then not long ago that girl had moved out, and maybe he didn't realize it. So he thought it was going to be that girl, and then he's like, "Oh shit, it's maybe not so." Um. Yeah, dude. I I thought it was cool too. Um, I did. I, yeah, it was the gambit of like emotions and, and conclusions you, you draw going through it as you're watching it. Like, okay, the boyfriends, there's something up there. Then you're like, wait, no, there's not. Wait, there's something up with the chick. She's lying. Wait, what? Like there was just so much. And then when you find out that like he was dressing blow-up dolls up like other people, so it looked like there were multiple people. <laughs> I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's one of the most bizarre, even even though you kind of get some resolution at the end, there's still a piece of me that's just like, I don't, I don't, I still don't really buy all of it. They still, yeah. they, don't, they don't act like people who have gone through that sort of thing. And I guess you could argue, well, everybody's different. Well, I guess so. But if you're fighting for your life and people are saying you're a liar, like I I guess I'm different, man. I'd be loud and I, I don't know. Some of these, some of these northern people, they're dry. Like some, uh, some of my favorite people are Canadians. Like Bret Hart's one of my heroes, but like he's so dry. And these people weren't Canadian, but they're up north, and they're, yeah. It's just it's. I don't know what I don't know what to do about it. Like I I guess it's just a cultural thing. People down here are fucking loud and crazy so
0: yeah i i do understand from a like from a certain point of view though because like in that situation for like the boyfriend for example there's no way to there's no it's a lose-lose for him like if he if he plays it too cool they're gonna think he's guilty yeah. if he is like over dramatic they're gonna think he's trying to sell it and that he's guilty so it's like because let's be honest, dude. It, it's called a spade a spade. It doesn't matter the circumstances of it. They are always going to assume the significant other is the person of interest. Always. So like absolutely, and they, as they should. Yeah. And like nine, when I, I think nine, nine times
1: out of ten, like these abductions or when people get kidnapped. It's there's a saying like odds are it's never a random thing. It's usually somebody you know. Yeah. Or close to you.
0: Yeah. So I, I totally get it. I mean, I I do. And, and I'll be honest, I, I was curious about the guy too. At the beginning, I was like, ah, there's something up with this guy. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, Oh, I I watched, I watched
1: one in about a a town in Ohio. This may be familiar to you. This whole family. 90% Ninety percent of the family got wiped out by another one over custody of a kid. It was on Peacock. Let me let me look up the name because I was like, "Oh, this is by Nick. I wonder if he's heard of it."
0: I it is not ringing a bell right now. I can tell you that.
1: Uh, I'm gonna look up the name of it. Crime documentary. It, it was like a three parter and it was like holy shit. And it was it was bizarre how country and redneck these Ohio people were. Oh, the Pike County murders, a family massacre, Pike County. Does that sound familiar?
0: No, that's probably more northern. I'm at like the very bottom of the state. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's funny how
1: redneck and and hick they were. I mean that respectfully. That's <laughs> their Ohio. country. Their country. Yeah, but I mean like dude, like that's like, you could have told me this was Louisiana. If you wouldn't have told me where this took place and just sh- show me the interview footage of these people, I'd have been like, Oh dude, that's, that's Balcomville, Louisiana. <laughs> the yeah. most, the most trash town in, in the state. Um, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, whole family just got decimated all like four, like overnight they went in this trailer house knocked them out four shots in the head boom boom went to the other one took them out boom boom went to another house took them out boom boom the next day people are like where the hell is the such and such family and they finally find they're all wiped out in their houses and it was it was riveting shit it was crazy recently um the murders took place around 2015 okay 20 yeah 2015 2016 and the dad of the family that did it is still under trial right now. Cause what happens is when all this shit went down, it's funny. Whenever shit starts hitting the fan, all these people that are on the wrong side of the law, they all start turning on each other. Oh yeah. You know, family starts turning on each other. Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's really good though. Um, if, if you're into that sort of thing, I am. I don't know what it is about me, but I, it, what really is messed up though is I'll watch, uh, I'll spend a week watching crime documentaries. And then like my sense of reality gets so fucking warped. And, uh, the world looks so dark to me and I'll go outside and I'll be like, how many times have I brushed shoulders with a serial killer? How many times have I walked past somebody that's done something heinous in Walmart? How many times have I just been like, Hey, how you doing? And I just like, talk to somebody who literally has you know like my mind goes to the darkest places but sometimes I think it's okay to remind yourself of that because you gotta be aware man this this world is full of fucking crazy people
0: you know oh yeah yeah no it there is a statistic about that I can't think of it off the top of my head but I know there is a statistic like on average you've walked past like However many, 30 oh,
1: 30. You, uh, the average, you, you, I I saw it on Reddit or something. In your lifetime, you'll probably see bump into 30 to 35 murderers or serial killers in your life over your, over the span of your life, 30 to 35.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. That is wild. It, but is it just me or does it feel like nowadays you don't, you don't hear about like active serial killers? Well,
1: it's harder for him to get away with everything with, uh, everything is so traceable now and with, with, uh, fingerprints and stuff like that. The issue now is corruption. I mean, I, this is my opinion, but when you watch a documentary like, uh, about that Stephen Avery guy, it, it really raised, it took over the world on Netflix, making a murderer, and then they did season two, where uh, that female lawyer came in, who's just a juggernaut at getting to the bottom of the truth. By the end of that, you see what happened was Avery was accused of uh, grape and went to prison. He didn't do it. And so then he sued this, this this town, and they had to pay him all this money. Well, this these towns don't have that kind of money. These are small little towns. So they they try this girl gets murdered that comes in his vic- comes in his vicinity. And then the cops literally plant fucking evidence. They searched a trailer three times before they found a key in his a uh, in his trailer home. It's a single wide trailer. They flipped it three times. They find a key on the third one. And uh then he gets convicted of that. Then the this, this city ain't got to pay him all this millions of dollars anymore. I mean, it's calculated. Then this woman comes in who's a pro at getting to the, all these people convicted out of jail that didn't do anything. And it was insane by the end of season season two, which for some reason nobody watched because it wasn't as popular. I guess people had moved on. She cracked the whole case. Come to find out, it was Avery's nephew. They got his computer. He was searching all kinds of dead bodies. How do you deal with this? Pictures of uh b- b- limbs and stuff on his computer. All kinds of philias. And the mom is freaking out. They tapped her phone. They play it on the documentary. She figured it out. It's it, it wasn't Stephen Avery. It was his nephew that did it. Or not it, it was and it wasn't the nephew that went to jail. It was it was the other kid. I mean, my jaw hit the floor watching this, but she she's got to get this overturned and all this. It it just shows how corrupt everything is. That's the biggest issue now. Because there's a pressure for people and for the police. There's a pressure. To get a conviction when something bad happens. Got to get a conviction. It's a it's a horrible look when something happens like this and nobody's there's no just for it. There's nobody in jail. And oftentimes they make mistakes or there's corruption. I mean, there's documentaries called The Confession Tapes. You, you ought to watch that. It's, it's, it's insane. It's all about these people who get confessed to crimes they don't do. And then they spend their life in jail because they what they do is they stick these people in, in these rooms for 15, 16 hours till they're literally delirious and they can't even keep their heads up. And they finally get these people to admit to a crime they didn't do it's all over netflix it's crazy
0: the shit that happens well it's just like it's just like that american nightmare one where come to find out the police weren't really looking for any anybody for months they had just like said they basically thought the two of them had perpetrated a hoax so while there's a dude out there committing crimes on other women they're not even looking for a suspect cuz they think these two are guilty and they've made their mind up the media's made their mind up so they're just going to f- try to find a way to to pin it on them somehow some way for some reason and uh it's just wild to me it, it is it but it's not all that surprising like again yeah they 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 need to get a conviction you know that's that's what they're thinking about they're thinking about that they're not thinking and that's shitty because it should be about justice, like getting the right person, you know, like like getting real criminals off the streets and stuff. And uh, God, I mean, there was a case that happened when I was in high school and it was it it took it happened in the neighborhood behind my high school. You could see the neighborhood from class our classrooms like it was it's right there. And it was a really high profile case. Um, It was, uh, I might've been a junior high, actually. It was Ryan Widmer. And it was a story of, uh, you know, he said he fell asleep and um, uh, watching TV and uh, his wife drowned in the bathtub. And uh, he called 911. And I don't know if you heard about this or anything. And, uh, you know, he got convicted of it. And then he got a uh, uh, his like he got granted his appeal, and it was a retrial, and he got reconvicted again. And like, long story short, it is weird because I'm like, okay, there's no signs of forced entry, um, you know. I it makes it seem like either she was, you know, heavily intoxicated or on drugs or something and, and just passed out and drowned in the bathtub or you killed her. But the physical evidence in the case was not sufficient enough to say that he killed her. Like it, it just wasn't. And the guy continues to like try to get another retrial. And like he, I mean, it's, there's like a whole website dedicated to like his like innocence and stuff. And I am not, someone that is on either side of the fence. I am literally in the middle. Like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know what happened. I can't confidently say what happened, but I can say this, that I just don't think there's enough to, I just don't, I don't think there's enough there to convict. And, and the guy got convicted and the shitty thing is like, if he is telling the truth, And most, if not all of the evidence is circumstantial anyway, this dude could literally spend the rest of his life behind bars for not, for not doing anything wrong. Um, I just don't think that's a fair system. I mean, isn't, isn't a jury like.
1: There's no such thing as a fair system. It just, it's it's impossible. Not, not in this kind of. You know. What were you going to say about a jury?
0: I was just going to say aren't they supposed to throw out circumstantial evidence like that doesn't hold up in court just like uh, a judge is supposed to do that not the jury yeah, just like a, a lie detector test they don't they don't hold up in court so it's like there's certain things because you can fail a lie detector test being completely honest like you because you're nervous and mm-hmm. it's it, 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 that's what it's all about that's why they're inadmissible in court because it's not a perfect science so someone could ask me tomorrow if I killed you and um you know, I'd be like, uh, no, e- you know, even if you're alive, but I could feel the pressure of b- even being questioned for something like this and having nothing to do with it. And I could fail it because I'm nervous. You know what I mean? So it's just like when a cop pulls you over, you know, cops like, oh, you know, why are you like you just get nervous even when you're not doing anything wrong. I had an instance with a cop
1: I was telling my wife about this. This was crazy. Cops are fucking, dude. Some of these cops, they have th- something's wrong, like mentally. I don't know what some of these guys go through, but they f- they literally just flip their shit. I was uh, driving home from work one morning. I take my exit, take a left, go over my go over the bridge that goes over the interstate, and I got about I don't know five hundred. I mean, maybe, maybe like maybe like a thousand feet till I get to my turn off the bridge cop comes behind me flashes my lights now it's 35 on my road before i hit my street so i know i gotta go slow and i was like i wasn't speeding he pulls me over right by my right before i get to my house like i could see my house where he pulls me over and he goes uh sir how are you i said i'm fine can i help you what's what's going on he goes uh so you want to tell me what's going on? Is everything all right? I'm like, excuse me? I mean, I, I don't I'm not following. And he's like, well, um, you know, we just got the call that a, a woman was uh, thrown out of a black F-150 on the side of the road and the driver took off. And then the wife called the woman called in, said it was her husband. Uh, and we're trying to figure out what what's going on. And I really wasn't trying to be mean. So I said, I said, Oh, I'm, that's crazy. No, my wife's in bed right now. She, this was a Saturday morning. So my wife's in bed right there. That's my house right there. And, and I said, my truck's blue guy. I don't know. Just, he goes, he starts yelling. My truck is Royal blue, Navy blue, whatever. I had a blue truck and he yells at me just freaking. I mean, don't effing blah, blah, blah. Give me your sarcastic bullshit. The truck looks effing black, blah, blah, I say, call your supervisor. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you unless I'm free to go. And he doesn't say anything. And he's like, he's like, you want to talk to me now? I said, no, call your supervisor. Call your supervisor. I'm, not, I'm, I'm done. I rub my window up. My house is right. I could walk to my house. So I sit there and I wait till the supervisor pulls up. I see the supervisor big. And this is one of those expedition police cars now. Right. He pulls up, gets out of the car, walks up to the driver. I mean, walks up to the other cop. He looks at him and I see the supervisor like put his hand on his face like this and he looks yeah. aggravated and I'm thinking, Oh, he's going to come give me shit saying, why don't I just cooperate? Sure enough. Sure enough he he knocks on my window i roll the window down he goes sir i'm so sorry go home and i left so apparently d- dumbass here who flipped his shit because i said my truck is blue got reprimanded but i see i, I don't get what's going on with some like the personality of some of they they have to have the most stressful lives in the planet there's no doubt about it but Certain yeah that, that was crazy yes. and i'm petty if you if you treat me like shit for no reason i'll be petty I I will be petty back. I don't treat people like that for no reason. But yeah, when he flipped on me like that, I, I said we're done. Call your supervisor. We're not talking anymore. So yeah, I, I, so that was my last
0: interaction with a with a, a cop. My uh, I think the probably the worst the worst one I had just getting pulled over was I was like nineteen. And uh, I was a kitchen manager at Chipotle, so I didn't get off work till, like, midnight. <clears throat> and uh, here in Ohio, we have these, like, Gold Star and Skyline. You know, it's like these cheese coney chili places, and there's always, like, shredded cheese on top of the shit. And I went through the drive-through a Gold Star. It was, like, midnight, and I got a couple of cheese conies, and I was eating them while I was driving home. And I get pulled over. And mind you, I lived in a small town, so these cops didn't have shit to do. And uh, he goes, "Hey, what are you? What are you doing out so late?" And I was like, "Uh, I just getting off work. Like, you know, I'm I'm an adult. Like, I can be out as late as I want. But uh, like, I'm just getting off work. Where? Like, where are you coming from? Hot ah, Chipotle, like right over there by Kings Island, dog. Like, I literally just left a couple minutes ago. Points his flashlight in my lap, and he's like, "Is that shake in your lap?" Shake as in like from like weed, like that's what they would call it if like if you had rolled up blunt or whatever. <laughs> and I literally like grabbed what it what it was, it was shredded cheese from my cheese coaties. <laughs> and I was like, That's shredded cheese. I just I got gold star. <laughs> and the dude looked like he looked like so like he could you, you could just tell. He was like, dude, I'm a fucking idiot. And he was like, All right, well going home. You don't need to be out this late. (laughs) Like that was the end of it. But I was like that, like experiences like that or where you're like, where you're just kind of like, dude, don't y'all have anything better to do? Like you ran my plates before you pulled me over. So you can see the person driving the car is an adult. I'm not driving erratically or anything. So what does it matter if I'm driving at midnight? Like what, what does it matter? I'm an adult. Like, but these guys, man, they're just, they're, they're looking for it sometimes. Some of them are really just looking for it, and I don't know how you mistake weed for shredded cheese. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, that was fun. That was it's, fun. It's, I-
1: it's it's tough, man. I I really try to give a lot of cops benefit. That I, I mean, I think kind of have to, dude. The stress that they have to go through. I mean, the it you could argue that all of us could die in a in a, in an instant. But like when you're a cop, dude, you never know who you're pulling over. Yeah you know i I'd, I'd like to think just the stress of that but i don't know some of them i think i've clearly i've definitely been around cops that clearly had a power trip they get off on making you feel
0: scared yeah you know all that shit it's just did it's, you did you ever play pokemon go when it first came out oh yeah i did you remember when it first came out how that shit like took over the world right mhm yeah yeah we uh i think i was 21 when it first came out and we went to a park in a town called loveland because there was like gyms and poker stops there dude every night there was like over a hundred people there all oh, yeah. playing Pokemon go and uh the cops would show up all the time and be like everybody like get out of here get out of here Well, one night me and my buddies we pre-gamed before we went out there to play pokemon go so we were a little tipsy and um cops showed up to kick everybody out and uh you know i was talking shit <laughs> i was like yeah man y'all are busting the real crime come and get the teenagers and adults playing Pokemon go at a park. He's like park rules, man. You know, you can't be in here after, after sundown. Like, and I'm like, no, I get it, man. I get it, man. You guys are real crime stoppers. Like I was, I was definitely a smart ass. And he told my buddy, he's like, you need to get your buddy in check or I'm going to, I'm going to put him in the back of the car. And I was like, what, whatever we're playing Pokemon. Like that's, I never understood that parks like, Oh, sundown. You can't be at the park. Like, You ever go to parks at night? Everybody went to parks at night. When you're a teenager, go to parks at night with your friends. Like, you know, used to get into some mischief there, but you're not like doing crack, you know, like it's a park. I don't know. I'd rather my kid, when my kid's a teenager, I'd rather him be hanging out at the park with his buddies at nine o'clock at night than doing God knows what, you know? I don't know. That was always just a weird rule, stupid. But yeah, I always had bad luck, man. I always had bad luck. I, there was a stretch of four, uh, three times in a row that I got pulled over. I got a ticket three times in a row. And, uh, I haven't gotten a ticket in like three years though. So there's that, but yeah, I mean, we're not guys. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably let people know this ain't anti-cops. Cops serve a purpose and they're, they're, they're vital to keeping the peace in this country. Um, But that doesn't mean there ain't some bad apples that are just they're just on power trips. You know, they got the fucking they got the belt and the gun on the hip. So they're like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. And it's like, well, okay, I guess Like, thought I wanted to be a cop when I was younger. And I realized, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave my house every day and potentially just run the risk of dying. That just doesn't sound cool to me. I mean, I guess you run that risk every day no matter what you do but it goes up exponentially if you're a cop so no thanks
1: yeah it's a thankless job
0: yeah yeah it is no well uh with valentine's day man and we we should touch on it a little bit i feel like this is probably a dumb question because you've talked about this many times but would you say that My Bloody Valentine 09 is probably your favorite, like, Valentine's Day horror movie. Well,
1: how many are there?
0: (laughs) My Bloody Valentine 1 and 2, the remake, Valentine. My Bloody Valentine 2. Fuck, you ignore me. You know what I mean. My Bloody Valentine and the remake. My bad. Okay. Um, Valentine. I yeah, I know. Valentine. Um, and then what? I mean, Raising Cain, technically. But, you know, that's more of... Yeah. Spend.
1: There's certain stuff that has a romantic element that you could... Right, if Chucky
0: doesn't take place on Valentine's Day, but I like to think of that as like a Valentine's movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess my default answer would just be uh my Blade Valentine two thousand nine, you know. Do you even celebrate this holiday? <clears throat> no, it's my wife's birthday. I've got way more important stuff to celebrate on that day. I guess I kinda do, but it's
0: my wife's birthday. So Yeah. I I don't really do much. <laughs> I I do remember I kind of miss, you know, being younger. Yeah, you know, getting the Valentine's, you know, before school, like going in on Valentine's Day, or like if it you know, Valentine's Day was on a weekend the Friday before and giving Valentines to people and like you getting Valentine's and like hoping, hey man, that girl I got a crush on I, I hope I get a Valentine from her. And then if you didn't, you were like, Man, like I'm yeah. I suck, I'm ugly. Uh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. I uh I keep trying to remember what it was like for me in high school. I never knew my wife at all in high school. Um, I I I was always... I don't know. I, I, I feel like I was always dating in high school until my senior year. And I uh, kind of wish I hadn't dated at all in high school. I'm not saying I wish I would have just been more promiscuous. I don't even know if that's a word you would describe with guys, but... Looking back, it's just like, oh man, I should just had more fun with my friends. I did, but um, I don't know. I try not to think about high school that much anymore. I'm at a play. I'm at an age now where I find it cringy to think about it. You know, I'm thirty one. No, I'm thirty one years old. Like why? For me to think about high school uh, often or, or or say I miss it, I don't know. I think it's to to me it just feels cringy. Like, come on, dude. Like you really want, you really want to think about that now at this point in your life. So I don't really think about it that much anymore. As a matter of fact, I have a hard time remembering my experience. Like I have to, I'd have to really stop and think, what was I doing? Who was I hanging out with? What was I doing my sophomore year? I can remember key things I did, but like, I I don't think about high school that much anymore. I really don't.
0: No, I, I don't either. But I do think I like... In the grand scheme of things, I do think I miss it. And, and, and there's, a, there's a difference. You can miss high school because it was like your peak. And you like peaked in high school. So you're like, ah, oh, I want to go back to so when I was cool. Like, nah, dude, I, I, that wasn't me. I just miss. I could sum it up uh, for you. You miss the freedom without responsibility. Yeah. And like, it is crazy how like people tell you this all the time, but you don't realize it. It is crazy how you go from seeing hundreds of people every day for 12 years and then you just don't see them anymore you don't talk to them like it's you, nuts you build relationships with teachers and and principals and it janitors and shit and then like you're never you never see him again you never talk to him again. <laughs> i wasn't close at my janitor <laughs> dude our janitor was cool as fuck like i don't get, he was cool um but uh, you know i'm just saying like there's there's just like relationships that you make that you like that you miss and um uh, well i guess it's just one of those things where i look back on it and i'm like man i wish i didn't take some of that for granted like i wish i wasn't stoned my entire junior year because like i just i don't know i missed some of that i think another thing too is i i feel
1: i'm i'm happy like i'm on tiktok a lot i love tiktok I just, why I love when all these things pop up, like memories you have of places you never were at, but seem familiar. And it's always like these photos from like the early two thousands and nineties and stuff. And it gets me thinking about my life. And I was talking to Sydney about this. You're not younger, much younger than me. So you probably would fall into the same category. I, I, I was deaf. I feel, I feel fortunate. I was the absolute, the, my senior year of high school, I'll never forget my senior year of high school. There was a rich kid, uh, in my class, his family was very wealthy and he got an iPhone. This was 2010, 2009, 2009 was my senior year of high school. I just remember he had, and it wasn't like people just had it. I remember he finally, he opened it up in school. He brought it to school where everybody was like, Oh, what, what is that? I I experienced high school pre social media pre 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 everything on this. Don't get me wrong, I love the convenience of my life with this thing now, but man, I lived. I mean, you had to all your like you had to call people, you hung out, and uh, I, I I just wonder what it's like for people now growing up. Or that were in high school with Twitter and Instagram, and everything was documented. It's uh, that's another thing I have to think about my high school years because it's not documented. We had Nokia phones that you had to earn text messages when you typed it, and um, my, my years in high school are not, they're they could they're probably documented you could probably scroll through 20 pictures that I could find online of my years in high school and that's it. And most people, 20 pictures is, is a week of their days now, uh, a, a week of their memories on, on the internet now. And um, yeah. I just, it, it floors me. I don't know how I would, how I would handle it. I really don't. I mean, because people, people that use social media and I'm including myself in this, we get caught up in that sometimes. Uh, I I've I've I have to have conversations with myself internally where I say Christian sometimes I get, dude, I'll just scroll and I'll spend an hour watching videos boom 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 and I'll say Christian you've got to stop or I used to be really bad I don't I don't even do it anymore I've had to I had to look myself in the mirror and say Christian stop it I'd get on Instagram and I'd scroll through people's stories for 20 minutes I mean just go through everything people I don't know them and eventually I would say what the fuck am I doing? So I, I made, I told myself, stop it. Don't do it anymore. So I don't, but I don't I know, know how I would no handle. Don't. I don't know how I would handle. Uh, youth in a, in a social media world. No, we, you could, you could feel like you're left out all the time. If you, if you didn't do this, cause it's, it's on the internet and it's like, everything is so document. I don't know how I would handle
0: it. I really don't. We can relate in that way because I think, my high school years and your high school years, the only thing really was like MySpace. And that was when like MySpace was at its apex. And then it died, you know, in the early 2010s when Facebook really took over. But yeah, that was I remember in eighth grade being at a Valentine's Day dance. And uh there was a new girl at school named Lauren, and uh she had only been in school for like two weeks and I asked her to dance there. She was like, okay. And like, because you know how this shit used to go when you were younger. And then I'm like, do you want to like be my girlfriend? <laughs> she was like, okay. No,
1: it was, it was, do you want to go out with me? That's
0: what we yeah, all said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want to go out? And like, yeah, okay. And then I'm like, at the end of the dance, like, you know, hugged her or whatever. She was like, add me on MySpace. I didn't want to seem like a fucking loser. So I was like, yeah, for sure. I got you. And I asked my buddy, Phil, I was like, dude, i don't have a myspace he's like all right we're gonna set one up for you and i remember setting it up that night and um i even remember i had to create an email address i didn't have an email address yet and this was back when i played guitar hero uh and i was a guitar hero god guys expert i was a fucking god um yeah that was huge dude i was i i was so good at that game like i would anyway um, and my favorite character to play on that was Johnny Napalm, the skinny dude with all the tats and the fucking Mohawk. So I had to create an email address to make a MySpace so I could add Lauren on MySpace. Cause you know, she's my girlfriend now. Right. So my email address I created was J underscore 69 at uh, hotmail.com. I'll never forget my first email address. And, um, yeah, dude, call, call me crazy, but like, I feel like MySpace was better than Facebook ever was. MySpace, you could customize your page, like the background. Well, we, were, we were coding.
1: <laughs> yeah. We were like, if you wanted to customize it, you had to learn code. Like, you
0: had to download code. Yeah. And, and my then, friend Phil knew how. So, he, when we set this up, dude, I remember my background was just a bunch of uh, death bats from Event Sevenfold's logo, just death uh-huh. bats. Yeah. And then, like, uh, you had music that played when someone was on your profile. And then you yeah. had like your, your top friends, you could create like a top. Oh, friend group.
1: That was yeah. the beginning. That was the beginning of social, uh, social media, uh, people having feelings of like getting, if you weren't in somebody's top five, man. Yeah. I, I, I remember having a girl that was like, why am, why do you have your Devin, your friend Devin above me in the top five we're dating? I was just like, Oh shit. Like I that was my first time ever dealing with social media bullshit years ago. I wish I could sign into my I have bands that I would love to listen to of recordings that we did um that were on MySpace and I looked up I read I read something on I forgot what news site it was, but something happened around 2014 or 15. There was some massive thing that happened with MySpace where they lost 60% of music data just gone. So a lot of the songs I remember getting into one of my, uh, old, I had a, I had a metal band I was in and we had a bunch of recordings we did and I was just dying to listen back to them. And the files are just, they're corrupt. I couldn't play them.
0: I was like, Oh shit. That's the biggest thing that made me sad. I was going to learn that. Dude, I found, uh, I was in a band when we were 12 before I hit puberty. Um, we were called the refugees and, uh, We got that name from uh, Rise Against Song, Prayer of a Refugee. Um, And uh, I was the vocalist. So I don't know if you have anything you ever recorded singing vocals before you hit puberty. But if you go back and listen to that, it's awful. And uh, we actually went to a recording studio. Uh, The guy that owned the studio, his name was Tommy Cappell. I'll never forget. Top Flight Studio, we paid $500 for like eight hours in the studio that day or something and um god the music is shit like it's terrible but it's crazy because at the time we thought it was so good mm-hmm. and
1: you kids man yeah, yeah.
0: i go i go back and listen to that ep sometimes and i'm like oh i can't even listen to my voice like i can't because i sound like a chipmunk and then uh when i was 20 and we got that band back together with just a new guitarist, and we did like a new name and everything. And we were like post hardcore, like post hardcore, metalcore type band. Yeah. And I was proud of that. I, I really was. I was proud of the EP we recorded that. And I go back and listen to that sometimes. And even that, you know, almost 10 years removed, I'm like, God damn, like some of this is rough. But man, how you can convince yourself at the time, like, fuck yeah, this rules um wild wild times you got you got any of those like old self photo shoots with your band you know where you like set up a camera and y'all go somewhere and you do like a photo shoot and you're trying to all like trying to all look like pensive like you're like we did one out in the snow and like nobody's like looking at the camera except me like I was in the middle, and they were like, "All right, you look at the camera because like you're the front man," and everybody else was like giving these like pensive stares, like off into the fucking like sky and shit. Yeah. And like, oh man.
1: Oh, it- it's funny you say that. Um In high school, I had a band called Emissary, and uh, my the, a singer who I still keep in touch with, messaged me, and he found he found photos of us. See if you can figure oh, out which yeah. one I am. This is two thousand seven.
0: It's really blurry, but... I hold on, hold on. Just... I can fix that. Hold on. Give me a second. I mean, I, I want to say just from that, you look like... I'm pretty Sorry. sure it's you on the right, the far right, on my far right.
1: Why is it getting... Oh, I have to touch the screen. I was like, why is it getting so dark?
0: Is that... I, yeah, I think that's you over there on the far right with the the hoodie, like
1: yeah Unzipped? that's a rob yes. that's a rob yeah. zombie shirt with a, a hurley zip-up hoodie i mean everything is so of the times that was me i had bad anorexia right there look how look how tiny i was i mean look at me i probably weighed like a hundred pounds hey. yeah um that was 2007. uh this was when i was listening we were listening to seo sin So much during this time, like they were the biggest band, and that's me right in the front.
0: Hell yeah! (laughs) See, I would have to get Phil to get some of these old photos, but like our SoundCloud is still up from the songs we made at uh 20 years old. We were called To This Day. Oh man, Um, so emo! Yeah, oh dude, it was emo. Um, the, the actually, believe it or not, the one I'm most proud of on here is uh an acoustic song. I had written a song. And, uh, dude, it was, it was a like a nothing burger in my mind. Like I just, and one day we had had a couple beers and Phil was like, dude, let me just grab my guitar and like, I'll just do like some chord progressions and you just like sing your lyrics and I'll follow your lead and we'll just record it. And we did, like, we didn't practice it. It was one take and he just went with it. I mean, he has a degree in, uh, like music production and everything like that. Like he, so he's really musically smart. He's, he can play every instrument damn near. And so like he just followed my lead and uh, that's the one I'm most proud of. The acoustic song we have on there. That's the one I'm most proud of. The other ones, you know, there's stuff on there that I'm I'm proud of. There's moments. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's just some, I don't know. It's It's fun though. It's fun like going back in a time capsule and thinking about like when we went to record that EP at the studio, I had a sinus infection really bad. And like, I couldn't sing. And I was so pissed because we had blocked this off weeks in advance to be in the studio that weekend. And Phil kept saying, dude, it's cool. Like, we'll just, we'll track your vocals like back at the house, you know, in a, in a couple days or whatever, when you're better, but we'll do all the instruments here. I just remember being so mad. And like, at one point I went outside of the studio to try to like clear my throat, muster up what I could to do it. And I came back in after a couple minutes and they were all laughing. And I'm like, what? And Phil's like, listen to this. He literally, he literally, uh, just recorded himself jokingly singing all my lyrics on one of the songs. And like in this stupid ass fucking voice. And he started it off like, Hey Nick, I'm taking your job. And then like, and (laughs) that's what they did when I was outside. uh, but it's cool, man. I, I think back to that stuff. So this is a long-winded way that we, you know, we got into the weeds with this. But like, so maybe it's not necessarily missing high school, but it's like that time, man. Like things definitely were easier back then, and we didn't realize it. We used to bitch about having to get up at six thirty for school. You know, oh fuck this, this is bullshit. Like, can't wait till I graduate. Yeah, yeah. Take me back to those days, man.
1: Yeah, I, there's something about it that I guess I could say I miss. Um,
0: Don't you miss YouTube at that time? Like when we were first discovering YouTube and like it was the coolest thing in the world and you would just watch videos endlessly. I don't know how to quantify it.
1: There was something nice about it, how it was just, I don't know I really don't know how to put it into words because wow. I love YouTube now but there was something it was such a it was such a non-factor in my life back then where I don't it was it, I can't fathom a life where I, I didn't have to think about YouTube at all or I didn't use it the way I do now I can't even I can't I'm I tried I'm trying to remember what that was like And it's, it's, it's literally impossible because it's, I
0: do, I do think it was more pure back then. I mean, we weren't, we weren't worried about um, subscribers or views or any money or, and not to say that that's like the focus now. No, but it's inherently something you you take into account. You think about sometimes you can't help it. Um, But like back then, dude, we did not give a shit. Like it was literally just I'm setting up this this camcorder and I'm just going to talk about something that like is really that I'm really passionate about. Like I really want to tell people about this movie or. And that's just I I don't I don't know how to quantify that. Like it's just. That's that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, We can't lie, like even as. Content creators that are very passionate about what we do. Of course, we wouldn't do it. Isn't that a silly term? Content creators. It really is. I feel like that, like an OnlyFans model when I say that. Like, yeah, I'm a content creator. Um, But it was just more pure back then, man. Like, you and I have talked about it. When you go on and you'd find a video of someone talking about Halloween three, and you were a teenager, you're like, I fucking love this movie. Like, you felt like you were finding people like you. Right. And now how much YouTube do you actually watch? A lot, but it's, it's different. I watch it
1: like, uh, I treat it like a streaming service. Yes. I know, I know what I'm looking for. Uh, and I find it. And if I don't find it there, I go somewhere else to look for it. I don't, I, that's just how I use it. I don't know. That's basically how I use it. I have stuff that I know I, I want to keep up with on here. And I watch it or there's artists or like musicians that I really love and I can find demos of stuff that they've put out. Like that's one thing I love about YouTube is there's no licenses on it because it's, it's a demo. So I can find songs like hidden gems on here. Um, everything has such competition now too. Like YouTube clearly got into the shorts game because of TikTok. Yes. And, um, like TikTok's my favorite app right now i can't even i can't even lie i love it so much
0: you do a lot of shorts like on youtube you really do
1: yeah i like doing it. they're just they're just fun they're it's pure just creative fun for me to i i'll just if i think of something if i'm in here and i'm literally just and i'll think of something oh let me just film out a the short It's no hair off my back it takes me 30 seconds and i'm done so i enjoy that um I don't know, man. It's it's the world is so much different than what I thought it was going to be when I was a kid. I had all these ideas of what reality would be like. And it's just crazy. I mean and not in a bad way either. I mean, it's really cool that you can hang out with people and stuff without leaving your home. You can be social while being anti Yeah. But I wonder. What's the benefit of that or what's the negative of that? You know, because I think if I'm being honest, I've gotten worse at being legitimately social in reality. I notice I I don't really look at people anymore that I don't know just to say, hey, and that may be a southern thing. Because when I would go to Michigan, everybody has their head down in the grocery store. But um, down here, man, it's just that's just how I was raised. If you walk past somebody and just look at him and say, morning, you know, I, I've, I don't really do that anymore. And I wonder if that's because I don't know. I don't practice social stuff that much anymore. I'm not really a social person to be honest with no. you. Like no, when I, I play with the, it's a fun, it's a running joke in the band. Whenever we play gigs, like if you need Christian, you better, you better get him right. When we get off stage, Cause he's out of here, um, yeah. and I'm gu- guilty. I I don't know what it is. I'm and I don't really get. I don't. I'm not nervous around people. If it's a lot of people, that's fine. It's really more so when it's just like six people. That's what's worse for me. If it's a if it's a c if it's a sea of people.
0: Are you that you know, way on? Do you get that way? Because I get that way on social media sometimes. Like if I wake up and I have like ten conversations. On Instagram I get overwhelmed like I'm like oh fuck man like I I don't even know where to start like I don't know like and you know it's it, it's just overwhelming like because I'm kind of antisocial in that way too like I'm, I'm not somebody that puts myself out there like that Like it's just not who I am like people think I am that way they're like oh, you're really talkative though like you you're very you seem very outgoing I'm really not Like I'm really not, I can be, um, but I'm really not just naturally that way. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know if you ever feel that way too, where you just like, you know, you wake up and there's dozens of YouTube comments and Instagram messages and stuff. And you're just kind of overwhelmed. You're just like, fuck, like, cause the last thing that any of us want to do is make you feel, you guys feel like we don't want to talk to you because that's not the case. Like we put this stuff out here for you. We, you know, you have a presence online for people like you and because of people like you. So we love talking to you guys, but it's just like, it can add up, you know, especially in this, I don't know how you do it. Cause in this month run that I've had on my channel, that's been like really fruitful for me. You really notice an uptick in like comments and messages. And you're just like, fuck. Like, I don't know what to do.
1: I probably a year or so ago, or actually, I, may, I don't really know the time on. But like, kind of what I was mentioned earlier. Social media is a tool. That's the way I, I I look at it. I think the issue is it can become people's lives guilty. Uh, I've had moments where it consumed me and I've had conversations with my wife about it, where I said, sitting I, you got to help me. You got to stay on top of me. Um, If I have a bunch of messages, I get to it when I get to it. It's just that simple. It's not, it, it's a tool that I use to promote my YouTube channel. And I have friends on there that I'll talk to. Sure. But no, I, I don't let it affect me. I have notifications off.
0: So if you message me, I'll see it when I open up the app. So do I, but that's what I'm saying. I think that sometimes it, at times can make it worse because you get on the app and it you get it all at once um that's just my perspective like for me sometimes it doesn't bother me it just it's 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 it's, you know
1: it just is what it is um even with youtube comments i've gotten to where it's hard i can't respond back to everything but i'm i'm putting the video out there you know my thoughts on something so just watch the video um, I, I try. I think people are smart. People aren't, you know, people are smart. Like you can't respond to everything. It's no time. I don't have time to, for that. Um, so now I've got a. have gotten a pretty good grip on that. I don't really. If you tell yourself if you tell yourself what level of priority it has in your life. I've learned with me. It's kind of a silly thing, but to me, it works. Look your, if there's something you need to get a grip on or you need to deal with, legitimately look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and say it out loud to yourself. Whatever you need to do. And that's helped me a lot. Christian, stay off of fucking Instagram. Stop scrolling. Go get the leaves off of the roof. Go sweep this. Go clean this. Go do something legitimate. Help keep the house clean that your wife is always giving you shit about. You're sloppy, Christian. Stop scrolling on the internet. You know, blah blah blah. So, I do that, and it's it helps me a lot um, because I see it all. I I I will see people talk about this kind of stuff, and it's sad, but it's common. Like people get upset if they post something and it doesn't get enough likes. It it will affect their day, or if they focus, that. or if they focus on who's liking their post people it it affects people and uh that's it's a common thing it is a common thing that people deal with and it's tough that's why i turn that shit off man i turn it off um i like to post stuff i like to let people know what i'm watching what i'm doing because you know i've been doing this a long time i understand that i have a little bit of an influence so if i post something that i'm into people might say oh what is christian watching let me look see what that is So I I get that, but I'm not I'm not checking on like I I post something and I, I, I get off of it. I use social media as a tool. I don't let it use me as its tool. That's the biggest thing I've learned to deal with. And that's just reality. I'm not special. Everybody. I think it affects everybody at a certain point. Everybody has that moment, I think, with with a social media app where they know that they have a problem because it's a drug. It is a drug. People can get serotonin out of posts and likes and comments and views. Um, and we all deal with it. Everybody does. So you can't let that be the main focus of your life and for anybody. I'm telling you from experience, you can't do it. It's so funny because me and Sydney are the opposite. A lot of, A lot of women are pretty active on social media. Are they post and stuff. Sydney posts three times a year. <laughs> it's usually reversed. Usually the guys have no profile picture and stuff. I'm the one that's always posting stuff on a daily basis, and Sydney is just like, "Ah, oh, I, I should probably just make take a photo for this year." So it, it's funny how we're the opposite in that way, because uh, usually it's not that way. But yeah, that's how I. That's that's my take on on
0: that. I, I understand what you're saying, but that wasn't, that wasn't really where I was coming from with it. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're not wrong. Um, but I am not one of those people. Um, I was just talking about how like at times it can just be overwhelming. Cause I don't, I don't get on a ton. Like I really don't, I I'll post maybe once or twice on Instagram a week. Like I just, I am not on it that much. Um, so I think that just adds to like the, um, I just think it adds to the pressure sometimes of like wanting to get back to people and stuff and, and feeling like you have to force yourself to be a little bit more social than you would normally like, especially when you do have any kind of influence online with people because you, you know, they, they like something that you do and they want to talk to you. So you feel like it's only right that you step out of your comfort zone sometimes and talk to them. And it, yeah, it's just hard sometimes. Like, you know, it's just hard to do that uh, sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is a, this is a downer. This is a downer episode. I, I don't know. It's very it's just like real. Mid, it's not, midlife I'm, crisis. It's like, just you know. real. It's
1: just real life. You
0: know? Yeah. No, it is. It is Um, the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night and gives me anxiety. <laughs> it's like going to be 30 this year. So like, I feel like it's time that I start to, I don't know, have sort of like a midlife crisis. I guess you would say like a third life crisis, technically like one third uh on i mean on average maybe but yeah i don't know it's weird it's weird but yeah i mean that is i've always felt like that was weird like how many times you can say weird jesus christ
1: that was like eight weirds in like three sentences (laughs) play it back play it back
0: (laughs) i don't know i don't um so yeah yeah uh I can't say that word now. Um, (laughs) Sorry to everybody that that is like, God damn, you know, this is like an existential crisis episode where y'all are reminiscing on when times were better.
1: I think it's relatable.
0: It is. It 100% is. Um, But yeah, you know, it does. It does feel. It's just odd. I'm not going to say the W word. (laughs) Just (laughs) odd. yeah. Yeah. Um
1: so, so some I'll of see. the phys-
0: some of the physical releases you've gotten lately like what are some of the ones that have really stood out to you that you've been like oh this thing fucking rules like people need to get this 4K or this steelbook.
1: Um it's been a lot. Um I really liked the I don't know if you've seen this movie. You should if you haven't. It's uh, it's Christopher Walken getting abducted by aliens. It's called Communion. I have not. It's fucking
0: good. It actually shows the.
1: It's like a Fire in the Sky.
0: Oh yeah, I like that it's,
1: movie. It's uh, really good. Um, I'm trying to see. Like, there's a lot. Of, like, this just came out. High tension, but uh, it's 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 kind of dark. It's a no. I've thing. seen I've
0: seen people post it, but post that online.
1: Yeah. Um I really liked like I said I've been buying less just a lot of regular blue releases Willow Creek I really fucking love that. Uh I love this movie. It's called Rubber. It's about a killer tire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Yeah all right guys so Christian loves men and he loves Rubber.
1: This was good. Uh suitable flesh. Okay. You ain't fucking looking. I can see you. Is your team at least winning?
0: No, I'm looking at my laptop. You son of a bitch. My man. laptop is off to the side. So when you're showing these you movies, guess. look. This is uh, me looking at my laptop right now. So I can see what you're showing me. And then this is me looking at my camera.
1: Oh, have you seen this? This movie's fucking crazy. Dead girl.
0: No. Oh, shit. What is, that cover kind of looked like a vagina.
1: Yeah, no, it's It's lips. Uh, when high school misfits Ricky and JT decide to ditch school and find themselves lost in the crumbling facility of a nearby abandoned hospital, they come face to face with a gruesome discovery. A body of a woman stripped naked, chained to a table, and covered in plastic. Holy fuck. It's from the early 2000s, and it feels like it tremendously, but that's a good thing.
0: Like Dimension um, Extreme?
1: Uh, yes. It's really good. Um, this is fucking great. You should see this movie. Gonjim, The Haunted Asylum just pick this up
0: is that found footage
1: yes sir i figured it's fantastic and i finally got my favorite ty west movie on blu-ray I saw, yeah i saw you post about that the other day about how you say it's hands down his best movie in my opinion clearly uh it's got something to say and uh the guy from old no country for old men who plays essentially jim jones
0: kind of reminds watched- me of J- john goodman too
1: yeah, yeah, he's got that. He's kind of got that uh presence. He, it's, it's to me, it's just incredible. It's such a good movie, and uh, I, I and I watched it again, but I have no. I seriously, I have zero desire to be a contrarian, to be somebody different. To me, that's not different because now everybody wants to be different. That's just the truth. Everybody wants to say. I have a different opinion on this movie or I, but that's what every, that's what, that's the thing about the internet now is everybody wants to be that outlier. I don't want to be that. I have zero desire to be like that because to me now that's like anti different, but what I'm getting at is when I, I just fucking love the sacrament. I think that's his best movie. I've seen every movie he's done now. I, I I even went back and watched that one. It's like a one-word name. He this movie from two thousand five. He did. Uh, I didn't like it to be honest with you. Oh, it's an old movie.
0: No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the fucking name. The Roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. No, I don't it really was, care for it either. I
1: liked <laughs> Innkeepers. It's 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 totally it's totally schizophrenic. Uh, but I like it. What uh, going
0: from comedy to, to horror? Yeah. 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 think people shit on innkeepers a lot. And I just I just don't jive with that. I people say it's boring, it's slow. I, that, that, that's Ty West, dude. Like his all of his movies are like slow burns. The only one that's not is like X. And even X is like the first forty, forty five minutes of the movie is not much going on.
1: Well, you think the thing that's interesting about X, there is a vo- a vocal minority that uh criticize X because they feel it's anti-age. Oh, And f- for me, I have my, I have a hard time getting there. I I never have an issue with people that criticize something if they can verbalize it. Uh, you can say and and just give me something if somebody was like i don't like that movie well what what did you not like about it? Just found it fucking boring what am i supposed to say to that like i can't argue that if you just tell me it's boring to you okay i believe you but i don't like it when it's just this movie's a piece of shit well what what what, what did you not like about it and they don't give you nothing but if they can give me a reason whether i agree with it or not at least they have something so like i when people when when i hear about this 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 thing um i'll listen to it this anti-age thing i'll listen to it but i i can't get there with what they're saying that i think they are feel they like saying it's like
0: anti old people
1: yeah it's like it's like it's basically uh throwing out a stereotype that old people people are uh it's just gross and old, but I, I, I try to wrap my head around that. But to me, when I watch X to me, it's pretty clear. He's belligerently exaggerating the look of extremely old people as a form yes. of horror. Like it's an exaggeration. It's a, it's a trauma esque or Charlie band esque blown up version of that. Um, and even if it, even if Ty West came out and didn't say that he goes, no, that's a, that's a fear I have. It was just old people really scared me. Well, okay. <laughs> um, but there is a vote that I—I I never in a million years would have expected that there would have been a folk minority that felt that way, and that's to me. I swear, if you like, you you tell me why you don't like Pet Cemetery Two that much, and I just see it differently. But I respect what you're saying. You're like, dude, look, it's not good enough. It's not no, as good you, as the first movie.
0: But you like it for the reasons I don't like it. Like what I say about it, you you don't argue because you're like. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is super corny. It's right. super weird. But I love it for that. And me, I'm like, I just can't get behind it because it's a sequel to this movie. It's like very serious, very dark, very... And they're just very tonally different. Right. So, like... But I get... But well, so that's,
1: like, that's my point is, like, you can verbalize... Like, that's what... The, I just like it when people verbalize. And I'm... Look, I'm nobody. I'm not trying to act holier than thou. I just... I, I really... When somebody tells me they like or don't like something, I really like to understand why, because that's my best way to try to connect with somebody Mm -hmm. when they can express how they think about it. But I was kind of surprised to see that because it I like to when I watch movies, I don't start thinking while I'm in the movie theater. And you can clearly tell there are people that review movies that do this. They're already taking notes in their head. Okay, how does the how does this feel for a message, an agenda? Yeah. And I don't think about that. Me neither. I, I just, I'm, I'm a fly on the wall.
0: Dude, if anything, I could make the argument, and I think successfully, that if, if you're going to pull anything ageism out of X, it would be, what, anti-young people, not anti-old people, because the old people are trying to kill the young people because they're jealous of their youth. So like, if anything, which, and I still do not agree with that being a message, I don't think X has a message. Like, I really don't, except there is a very clear message in X that I really appreciate. And that is pining after what you once had, you know, like we're all going to get old and like wanting to be young again, wanting to just wanting to feel desired, wanting to feel loved like that, like that everybody wants those things. Like that's the underlying theme of X. I don't think it's anti anyone. Um, But yeah, dude, the people like that, that are just finding messages and agendas and movies are like literally the worst people to talk movies about with like literally the worst, because you can't take anything for what it is you're just taking certain small aspects or non-existent aspects that you are creating in your own head and letting that form your entire opinion on a movie like you saw it firsthand men when men came out and there was a contingent of people on the internet after they saw the trailer yeah no thanks fucking titles called men there's a creepy dude on it it's probably all anti-men no thanks and it's just i don't know like i don't i just I, i i hate that hive mind fucking oh it's so annoying it's like these people it's like the meme you see of like the dude where his like skull his like skull cap is open and they're just like pouring something into it. And he's just like, Duh. like, it's like those, are that's, that's the people. Those are those kind of people. Like when I visualize them, like just brain dead, <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I, I, I always, I always have a wonder the issue with the internet too, is you really don't know if people are genuine or not especially when it comes to that sort of thing because the the sole reason to be on the internet and to put your opinion out there is to get attention hot takes baby so it it's hard for me to understand that the thing with men some people saw it as a i guess like an like a I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Is anti-man the word for it? Like, to me, to me, when I watch men, what I loved about it so much was I love movies where and I, I, I feel like this is something that you don't see a lot in horror anymore to the level of the way Fauci would operate, where like, fuck your reality, dude. Fuck your reality. Fuck reality. What is reality? Um, sometimes in movies that works. Uh, sometimes I like that, especially if it's a story that you know, like the Iron Claw. But when I watch Men, to me, the what I the what what I took away from it, and I never try to preach it as this is what the movie's about, because I could, you know, I'm still convinced David Lynch doesn't make his movies about anything. He just starts shooting and he gets ideas while he's filming, and then people put all this stuff behind it david never talks about that you'll never hear david explain anything he's ever done and that could be his genius is i don't need to give my painting a name everybody's going to name it whatever they want and so when i that's the and i kind of like a like when i watch movies like when i watch men i said to myself okay what did i think that was uh i think this girl went through a traumatic experience with a guy who really killed a part of her with what he did. I mean, could you imagine if somebody you, you wanted to just break up with somebody and they, they fucking kill themselves. Like, what would that do to you? How, how would, how would that affect you mentally going forward? And, and the way they shot it, where
0: you've seen this movie, right? <laughs> Men. Yes. Yes, I have. You have I'm just like, yes, I'm, I'm I'm thinking in my head right now, like because you asked me a question, I'm like, while you're talking, I'm thinking about like how that would make me feel. I mean, think
1: about that. And then to me, the movie, the whole movie is this metaphor of how distorted her view is of the world because of what she went through, which is something you could say you could take. In my opinion, you could take that situation and make it something you've gone through and, and it could affect how you see the world yeah so to me that's what that movie was about to me and that's what i take away from it uh and there very well could be an interview where the director says this is what i was trying to do and kind of i kind of don't want to hear that i really don't want to hear what he has to say because um you know jeff scott soto one of my favorite singers has talked about one of his biggest songs people think it's about this harrowing relationship he had and he and he came out and he goes the song's actually about my my dog (laughs) and then when you but and it people are just like what and then you listen to the lyrics on this song but so sometimes i like it when they don't do they don't say what it is but with that you can have instances where people can uh take it in the opposite direction where you have that this movie is this movie is uh maybe it wouldn't matter if the director came out and gave it their opinion on it regardless. Cause you could still have people say, Oh, this movie is this woke, uh, blah, 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 mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it's, you probably damned if you do damned, if you don't, I mean,
0: yeah. In the grand scheme of things you are, but I mean, I got, I don't want to mention this movie again, but I will mention it Black Christmas, 2019, <clears throat> that director came out and said, Yes, what you think this movie is trying to say, it is what that movie, this movie is trying to say. And if you don't like it, fuck you. So, like, that's one of those instances where it's like, okay, well, fuck you. I mean, like, I I don't know. Um, Yeah, sometimes it's better to just let an audience watch a movie, take from it what they will, and I think that creates better conversation about movies. You don't want to pigeonhole your film or, or your, your art at all. And, and you, and you don't, I just, I think it isn't the idea of art for (laughs) everyone to be able to take whatever they want from it. You know, like I can watch Rob Zombie's Halloween too. And I can say, this is a movie about PTSD. This is a movie about The sad realities of mental illness and how you can succumb to that and what that looks like. And it's Mm -hmm. just this downtrodden, dark movie. And then somebody else can watch the movie and go, nah, it's about a fucking hobo, dipshit, eating dogs. It's fucking stupid. But like, those are two extremes. But like, that's kind of the point, though. Like, that's kind of the point of movies. Like, I feel like when a director comes out and just blatantly spells out, "No, this is what it is," and, you know, verbatim, it's just like, okay, well, then you're just kind of, I don't know, the the freedom of of expression for the viewer isn't there anymore. I don't know. I just I don't get that. So part of why you're you're talking about with David Lynch, yeah, it's best that he doesn't explain it. One, because he probably can't half the time, but two, because it's best to just let your mind take out of things whatever you want it to. I
1: would love for you to see a movie he did called Mulholland Drive. It's from 2001.
0: It, uh, oh, I've heard a lot about it.
1: I, I know you've heard about it, but I want you to see it. It, uh, I, I can't explain this movie to you whatsoever. I have no explanation for it but it's got scenes there's a scene in this movie where this woman is singing and her singing the only way i can describe it is her singing is so good it's frightening it actually kind of makes the hair on the back of my head stand up the back of my neck my hair's too long in the back to stand up there's moments there's moments in this movie that are i'll think about this movie for days sometimes and uh yeah
0: what you know speaking it's, of that something about david man i want to ask you because i i tweeted this last night and i'm just curious when you rack your brain and you ask yourself what is a movie or like a moment from a movie <clears throat> That will like forever live rent free in your head. Like something that has just been burned into your skull. What's a moment that you just think like when it comes to horror films, like, cause mine was gauge getting hit by the truck in pet cemetery. Like, even though you don't see it, I actually think the movie is better for not showing it because it's the suggestion. It's, I think that was the best thing Mary Lambert could have done. And that movie is, The horror of you have to imagine what that looked like. And when you only see the fucking shoe in the road, you're like, oh, my God, dude, that was probably insane. Um, That's a moment in a horror movie that just will forever just I'll never get that out of my head. Like, never.
1: I have an answer. Go
0: for it. Um,
1: and again, I've said it a thousand times, unless you were there, I I really don't think it's, it really is hard to describe in the theater, what it did to people. And I can't see this scene as funny. I can't see it as goofy. It, I got to go back to Joaquin Phoenix, In the closet putting his hand over his mouth when he sees the alien i remember as a kid i i i never felt so scared in my life watching a movie and i i really don't think people fathom what that was like when it came out i had never seen that sort of fear shown on a movie before it's not the alien that scares me it's joaquin yeah he's helpless he for him to put his hand over his mouth. I, there's something about that gesture to me that it's like I, I can't even put it into words. But I'll never forget. I I never had a I had never felt so scared watching a movie in in my entire life. Up until that point, I'll never forget that.
0: It's same movie. Another scene from that movie is the birthday party. Um, that moment will forever be burned in my brain um when you see it outside walk across the alley i was just
1: we're we're, we're talking about the same thing
0: yeah i'm i'm saying what's scary oh. about that scene is
1: Joaquin his reaction
0: oh yeah yeah okay okay yeah no that's yeah
1: that's that's, that's what's scary because here's a grown ass man who something about that he put with the way he he reacts his hand shaking and he puts it over his mouth when he sees mm-hmm. that alien on the tv i lost it as a kid I mean that yeah. that truly that truly disturbed me, and I would I don't know what it was about that, and like it's, I said that that movie somewhat like that movie is, it's still a great movie, but it's kind of like, uh, you know people kind of look at it now, I don't know what it was about the context of that. I think maybe it was this. I I think this was post 9-11. If it was, I know it was two thousand one, so it might have come out. I think the fear of Reality after the point of, you can look up the date on this because if not, this may just be my frame of reference in now in 2024. But I think my sense of reality after a terrorist attack like that happened, I truly believed aliens were the next thing. I mean, as a kid, when something like that happens, I feel like, and maybe just being a kid too, you believe stuff like that is more prevalent anyway. I mean, aliens are clearly real, but. I, I, when I think back on that, I can, I can feel it right now. My emotion of that, it fucked me up for days.
0: Yeah. No, for days. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, dude, similar to that, I, I don't watch that movie again. I think of Shyamalan did that a lot early in his career, man. Did that a lot. I remember certain scenes that are burned into my brain forever. Like obviously that one, the moment in the school in the sixth sense where you see oh, the you body. hanging. Yeah. That fucked me up. Um, The first look you get at what you think are the creatures in the village where you see the hand come into frame. You remember that scene? Mm, yeah. The fucking, I mean, Shyamalan was so good with that shit at his peak, man. Like, that's three moments right there in like consecutive Shyamalan movies yeah. that I'm like, fuck. Like never- I
1: I pray to God. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking a lot. I pray to God. I pray to God Second Sight can somehow get the rights to put out some of those early M. Night movies in 4K because it's hard to say what would happen in America with those titles. But
0: mm-hmm. I, it's
1: The Village is another one, dude. I, uh, I fucking love it. I guess I understand again. I don't, I can't argue with people if they verbalize what they say, even if I don't agree with it. But to me, that was one of the craziest, holy shit endings. I mean, it was a cult. Yeah, it was a cult. Call it whatever you want. I mean, not in a religious sense, I guess, but dude, like they were living like it was the 1500s or something. They were pioneer life and they, it was civilization. Like that threw me off. So much, and I, I, I what I, you, you are, and I'm not, I'm not arguing with you, but I know that you don't like that. What, what, what did you want from an ending of that kind of? What were you looking for? If that's if that didn't I work, the
0: for threat you? to be real. That's that's what I. Oh, wanted. you
1: wanted them to be monsters.
0: I yeah, I wanted the threat to be real because, at the end of the day, to me, it felt like a massive cock tease. But do you think,
1: do you think as a kid, that whimsical monsters, a real thing was more disappointing to you than if you would watch it as 29 years old?
0: I I have not watched that movie since the one time I watched it. I watched that movie. What did that come out? Oh, four. Yeah, it was pre Katrina. I know that my mom, my mom rented it. It was a movie we watched as a family when we used to do blockbuster every Friday. We watched it as a family. And I remember just being terrified. And then at the end. Oh, the, I was, the sounds they made too. Yes. And at the end, not just me, my mom, my stepdad, we were all like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And and so maybe that colored my perception too. It's been 20 years since I watched that movie. I watch it once a year. So I will go back and rewatch it. I will go back and rewatch it. And it's got my girl, Bryce Dallas Howard in it. I love Bryce. Um, I just think, dude,
1: I think it's, I really think it's amazing. I really, I swear to
0: God. I'm not trying to change people's minds. I know, I I know. know.
1: Dude, it was was a fucking
0: cult. I just feel like for me at the time, and I still kind of feel this way sometimes, if you're going to tease me with something for the entire duration of a movie, I just feel like, you better pay that shit off. Like it better be a big fucking deal. And I guess I just felt like with that movie specifically, it wasn't. And it was a big deal in a different way, but at the time it wasn't a big deal in the way I wanted it to be a big deal. So just, I want you to imagine this though.
1: Again, I'm not trying to, I want you to imagine you turn on the news one day and you say, private civilization unwound, the truth revealed, a village of people living like it's 1533. And then, like, could you imagine the documentaries on net? Like, this would shock the fucking world if that was real. And I think about that as, to me, that is terrifying. And I want you to imagine you are part of this civilization, then you find out, like holy fuck i'm not saying it's the most original movie ever there may be movies that have tackled that sort of thing before i don't know um i don't know i watch watched that movie like like i said once a year and i'm just taken by it i'm taken you, by it
0: if you want me to be there's something scary about it's the
1: fact yes, that they're manufactured monsters if, any like that's creepier to me if,
0: Yes, I hear you, and I'm going to rewatch it because you do make good points, and I need to go into it. Now that I know what happens with an adult frame of mind, how will I receive it? So it is a movie I need to give a second chance to, and I will, like, probably this weekend. Like, I will. But I do think it is inarguable. I think The Village is when Shyamalan started to turn a little bit where some of his movies started to become about this big threat, this big question, this big mystery and the payoff in some of those movies was not there. Now, could you say, well, you know, that's because he started off so strong. So it's, it's, you know, it was impossible for him to, That was his apex, you know, years ago. Now, you know, you only go down from there. That's not necessarily true because Split was fucking awesome. Like, I love Split. It's probably my second favorite Shyamalan movie, like, after Signs. (laughs) But I do think it's inarguable. He still had some good movies in there after The Village. But that was when you started to get the hit-or-miss Shyamalan, where it was like, oh, that one was decent. Okay, that one kind of sucked. And now, Shyamalan is just like, yeah, no, thanks. Uh, like when he's attached to a movie now, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I, 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 I know, know, but him. I, I, st- I still have hope that he's got that masterpiece in him. Like I really do, because he's made him. He's made him. The dude has it. Like he, he, it's like Carpenter. If people would have jumped off the, you know, jumped ship with Go of Mars, I mean. <clears throat> That's not really fair to judge a guy by one of his lows or what a lot of people consider to be his low because he's got such great shit. The dude has proven like he can do it better than most. So, and I think Shyamalan was there too. Shyamalan started off on a run that was stupid. Good. Like stupid. Good. He, he is a part of
1: when you, you can't think of 1999, which is arguably one of the best years in movies in American history. Yes. But you can't think of that year without thinking about The Sixth Sense. I mean, it was, it changed. I mean, dude, when you're a kid and that's all the adults are talking about is this movie. And then it becomes sound bites for your life. I see dead people. How many times did we say that as a kid? I, I said it all the time.
0: It's still a meme.
1: He changed. Or he 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 was a part of American culture for a while. So he was in the fabric of it. So it's it's like dude, when I think of nineteen ninety nine, I think of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I think of WWF, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, and I think of the Sixth Sense. Like that and WCW. Like that, those things were my reality. I don't I think remember of much Rangers. movies.
0: Yeah. I think of Power Rangers,
1: Power Rangers and maybe Austin Powers. You could throw that in there, too. But like yep. Sixth Sense was like one of, if not the biggest things during that time. It was it was fucking huge. Uh, I, I wish we could get to a point in society where that can happen. But I, I you can't with the way the world is. There's so many outlets. You know, the thing about celebrity nowadays, too, that's different. This is this is another thing you have your own celebrity bubble that are celebrities to you but yeah. if you told me 10 people that you really watch or keep an eye on like that are in your eyes of pop culture there's a chance i if i saw them on the street i wouldn't even fucking look at them and vice versa i know for a fact there are people i <laughs> i listen to on the internet or know that are multi-multi-millionaires or have been huge in the world before you probably have no idea who they are and that's this that's the way the world is now, dude. You don't have you don't have stars that are across the board stars anymore. Everything is so secular. And I think because of that, dude, you can't have movies like The Sixth Sense anymore, where it's, it's like it just doesn't happen. And there's so many outlets now. It's good and it's bad, but all I know is the excitement of movies when I was a kid. Forget about it.
0: Forget no, not about just, it. Not just it, was a, it. The
1: world was talking about mo- the same movie. The world.
0: I, yeah, but I think it's also fair to say that that will never happen again simply because of the Internet. You can't have a movie with a twist like that anymore because it will get spoiled the day it comes out. Everybody on the Internet will know the twist. And... You can't have a movie take the world by storm like that anymore. The internet has ruined that. You can't. Um, I mean, I I still
1: vividly remember my mom grabbing me by the arm and saying, Christian, don't look at that. Don't look at that. And I I was going to grab the Blair Witch on VHS because she thought it was real. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm. She was like, "Don't, don't look at that, Bubba. Don't mess with that." I mean, that it's it's crazy. I mean, I I I, I took my mom out for dinner this past Sunday because we were celebrating her birthday, and I, I remember telling my mom, you know, Katrina hit in 2005, and before that, I lived in St Bernard Parish, Louisiana. I mean, I lived right under New Orleans. And I was like, mom, you ever just have moments where you wonder, did that reality for us? I mean, my life and my culture is so different pre-Katrina. I mean, I can't describe to you how different it was. And I tell my mom, I said, mom, do you ever have moments where you almost wonder, did that part of our life, did it even happen? Or does it just seem like a, a foggy memory? She goes, it's so crazy you say that because sometimes I wonder, did that, did it really happen? That's how different the world was to me back then.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I wonder, you know, in 20 years, are we going to be saying the same thing? Do you remember when we had to look on a computer screen to talk to each other from home? Like, like you're, I, what is going to, what is going to happen in our world in 20 years? What is going to be, how are we going to consume things digitally? How are we going to consume things and all across the board, like how, because in some ways reality is exactly the same from when we were kids. We still have to drive to the same places do. but the way we communicate and the way we can get in contact with each other like that, it's fucking insane. Because when I was a kid, I mean, my mom didn't know where I was in the neighborhood until I came home. I, I when the sun went down, Hey, get home. That was the yeah. rule. But she no, did, could you can can you imagine as a parent now when I mean, your kid gets to an age to where he wants to hang out like you're not going to be able to just say all right kid go outside and play come back home at six you're going to have to know where he can and it's it's crazy I don't you know if and whenever if I if and whenever I become a parent too it's like there's no way on fucking earth I would let my kid go outside and just not know where they are for three hours but that's the way it was back then. No, it the was sh- yeah. shit is changing at a shit is changing at a rapid pace. But it, it feels like it. But what I'm getting, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but like, dude, reality good? is crazy. And sometimes when you think about how it's changed, you don't realize it until you realize it. And then it's like, I feel like I'm that guy that's trying to spit on a podcast right now. I'm not, but like, dude, I really don't know what the fuck the Christian world is gonna is be like in 20
0: days. He's the history that, meme. You remember that
1: guy? You remember that guy who goes sometimes just re- when you're having an experience, you have to realize you haven't. Does that make sense? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, like, dude, I'm telling you, like, what the fuck is the world? I I don't know. Like, what are we gonna be doing in 10 years? Are we still making YouTube videos? Is We're this all, all gonna, gonna go dead. away?
0: We're All gonna be dead. The aliens are coming.
1: You know. Uh, they're already here. I think I think they're, they're, they're I think they are walkers. secretly running things no shut the fuck you know they could be i mean who knows I, i i don't know
0: i think that aliens probably can look like us and probably can assimilate or i don't know i don't know i don't know man i don't know that's weird that's weird i gotta say christian i was not liking the vibe the first half of this episode you know, Christian, no, I I like getting real like this. I, I don't no, think anybody... no, but you seemed you seemed down. You didn't seem really into
1: it. I and was. I was... It's, it's I don't make light of this <laughs> when it's real life stuff, man. Like I I don't want to fuck around my audience. Like I really want to give them what's on my mind. You know? No, I know.
0: I did. did, did, did yes, be be genuine. Totally. Like I was just like I was <clears throat> worried about what I'm saying at first that you were like I'm just not fucking with this. But like no, second half, guys, we definitely got a little more upbeat. Yeah. Um, you know, so this episode is really going to be like the first half, like commiserate with us. The second half, let's talk about like M Night Shyamalan and Aliens and shit. Um, I don't even know what we can title this, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> what do you? What do? What do you think?
1: I don't know, man. I'm realizing the world is fucked. <laughs> Something yeah. like that.
0: And then YouTube will fucking flag no, it. I, no.
1: My my thing on the internet now is I think people go to YouTube because everything in the world is so produced, probably overproduced, over-edited, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when we're tackling subject matter that's about my life or this, I think people are kind of over making light of situations or jokes about it. So, and I I may, and maybe that's my own personal thought on it. So like, I don't want to sensationalize or joke about topics that are uh, about my life or that pertain to my life. So I, you know, when people listen to this, I, I want to try to, there's somebody that's going to listen to this episode, especially about the first hour and they're going to relate to it. And that's what I'm trying. That's really what I'm trying to get at. I Sometimes, sometimes uh, I don't want to joke about s- topics. Like I want to be as real as possible because otherwise I can't imagine the people that come on the internet and they have to play a character, you know, like that'd oh, be yeah. so ti- That'd be so no, tiring to me, you know, <laughs>
0: Putting on a um, face that is not you. Yeah. I mean, no, people come to your channel, my channel, a lot of, pretty, I would say most people's channels or TikToks or whatever they do content wise on the internet, a lot of it is for them, for that person. They want the authentic version of that person. They want mm-hmm. to see the person that if, Hey, if I met this person in person, this is who they are mostly. Um, and that authenticity goes a long way. And I think that I can speak to like Christian is pretty much this way in person. I would actually say he's a little more, uh, I'm, I'm animated.
1: Maybe, maybe so. You know, I like to goof around and have a good time. I, I really do. But you know, dude, when I'm on graveyard shifts like I am now, and I can go for a few more minutes unless you, you need to wrap up. You know, I'm. I'm...
0: Uh, well, the laptop's going to die here in a minute. So, well, okay. not exactly one minute. It's got a few minutes. So, okay. Okay. So, I, you know, dude, I, I don't know if
1: philosophical is the word, but, you know, I don't know, Nick. I really think in our lifetime, there's going to be some gigantic revelations about our world.
0: I hope so. I want, I want answers. I want concrete answers <clears throat> on extraterrestrials. Like I, I do. I, I don't want to die, not truly knowing. I don't want to die. Period. No, neither, neither do I. It's my biggest fear. I don't even like to talk about it. It will give me a panic attack. Like I can't even talk about that. Like it's just, it's my biggest fear.
1: Do you ever have those moments where you stop and realize your consciousness?
0: Yes, I actually had one today.
1: I don't like those moments sometimes, and that's that's what scares me. Is sometimes I like living in the void,
0: on autopilot, it, it, as they it, say. Christian, that is part and parcel. What you were ta- to to what you were talking about earlier, having background noise on in your life at any moment in your life helps that's, aid you to not think about your consciousness. Exactly. Yes yes
1: i'm telling you i'm telling you nick people are gonna people this is stuff people go through and you know i like tackling this sort of stuff because quite frankly i don't know who would want to listen to two hours of us talking about a few movies
0: no i mean that's why we have and we've
1: we've never and we've never done that
0: no that's why most of our episodes are free form you know we we might have a certain topic, but we always go off on tangents. We like, ha- yeah, we, we have to make like jokes. The, the I'll get messages. Hey, uh, Jaden, for example, will be like, "Hey, uh, how much did you guys talk about Michael Jackson today?" Like, because like we just it's do real shit like that. It's real. Yeah. and yeah, but, dude. No, you're you, you look. I I'm telling you right now. I
1: love I I genuinely loved <laughs> this episode. Like I, did I too. I, I did. <laughs>
0: I, I, it, sorry if it seemed like I got snippy there earlier when you were like talking about social media and stuff, and I was like. Yeah, but that's not what I was talking about. Uh, I, that I, no, I get what No, I get what you're saying, but uh, that's what I do, that's what I've gone through. No, I, yeah, no, I totally I get what you were saying. I didn't want yeah. you to think otherwise, but no, I I'll have moments where I'm like laying in bed, or I'm at work, and it's like really slow, and I like mm-hmm. everything is caught up. I have nothing to do, and I'll just like sit there for a minute, and I'll be like, I'm gonna be 30 this year, so what at best I maybe have like 50 Christmases left, which means like 50 Halloweens left, which means like how many Halloween movies will I get to see in my life that are made like 50 years or so? No, I'm serious. 50 years or so. Will I get to see somebody go to Mars? Like in my lifetime, like I really want to see that. Like you'll think about shit like that. And you're like, fuck. And then I'll start to think about at what age am I going to go to sleep at night? Like start going to sleep at night and worrying if I'm going to wake up, cause I don't do that right now. Cause I still feel young. I'm like, well, I'm young. I'm going to be fine. Um, like I'll wake up tomorrow. But like at what age is that going to stop where I start going to bed at night? And I'm like, fuck, I, I hope I wake up tomorrow. Like I'm I, am telling you, yeah, I'm telling you,
1: man. And I don't blame you. Cause you, your remark was when I said this on the show, I remember you, your remark was like, I feel old too, but dude, I'm telling you when I hit 30, I had a, I didn't sleep. And now I'm gonna be. Th- it's fucking crazy. I'm gonna be 32. My wife turns 32 in 13 days. I'm I'm a couple months behind her. Time is. It's it's a. It is insane. You're gonna. I'm telling you. It is. It just keeps getting worse. How fast time goes by. And 31. I for some reason that seems younger than 30. I don't know why. But. I, it's going to be interesting. I hope you don't have the crisis I did, but yeah, dude, I said, I will. I'm 30. What the fuck have I accomplished? Am I going to be remembered?
0: Uh, You keep your pace, <clears throat> you keep your pace up on YouTube. You'll eventually break a hundred thousand subs. And, and, and you yeah. may think like, well, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really good for years. You'll be remembered for sure. Not forever, but for years you will, you'll leave a footprint on the internet. Like you, you definitely will. and, So that's one thing. Uh, Also, the way I tend to look at that is my son. Like my son, the reason I want kids. Yeah, like he's he's my legacy. Like when I you'll carry
1: on when you're yes. That's what, and that's the thing that scares me is you know if I don't ever have kids, eventually, the last person on Earth, there will be a last person who remembers who I am. Yep. And they'll be the last person who visits my grave. And then after that, it it's truly over. Yeah. And I don't know what happens when I die.
0: Guess what? Neither do I. But we're all going to find out whether you we know. want to or not. One day, we're all going to find out. And that's the scariest thought of all of it, in my opinion, is that you don't know. It'll keep you up at night thinking about it. And guess what? You can't run from it. You're going to find out eventually. And... That is the type of shit. Is it is nightmare fuel for me? It is absolutely, absolutely. Fuel. And uh, I'm actually. <laughs> I think hour. about it a lot, Nick. I re- right. I really think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. So do I. And and I was talking at work the other day. You know, religion, whatever you believe, but like, what if when you die, your idea of heaven or hell is just when all that DMT releases from your brain when you die, and it feels like an eternity. Cause you're, you know, you're dead, but it's, it, but what if what you've convinced yourself before you die was going to happen, happens. And so you create the fact that you went to hell, you know what I mean? Like you worried about that your entire life. And so it was on your mind so much. And when you die and that DMT releases in your brain, you are in hell because you created that for yourself. Right? Doesn't that fuck you up, Christian? Yeah. And knowing me, I've I've read about that on Reddit. I gotta get off Reddit. Yeah. And knowing (laughs) me, with how worried I am and how much of an anxious person I am, I worry I'm going to do that to myself. So I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm really hoping there is a concrete afterlife, and it's not just in my head. So I can just earn my way there, or not earn my way there, but at least I have a fair shot. Cause if it's up to my brain, I'm not gonna have a fucking fair shot. Like, it's not gonna happen. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And we will leave you guys with that. So, uh, no, for real though, we we do love getting like, um, you know, like deep and existential. Uh, with the name anxiety. of this episode is "What Happens When You Die." Oh, it's well, uh, the
1: name of the episode.
0: All right. All right, so what happens when you die? And we'll pick it up in next episode too because we we should get into theories. We should get into some of our theories that we've read, some things that we think might seem plausible. We'll keep that going um, into the next episode because I think that <clears throat> that's good conversation right there. And I could see that spawning a lot of comments in the comments section. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to that. Um, we had mentioned in the last episode that we might do a pop-up show like once a month for like at max an hour, like live. Uh, we didn't do that this month. Um, so again, we told you guys last time though, like that's not guaranteed. It's just something we might do. Uh, I'm going to try to get Christian to do that this month. Like I'm going to try, I try not to pester you because you're obviously busier than I am with, your channel and whatnot and obviously the the candles and melts and shit like you you're you have more going on so i try not to pester you about that kind of stuff but i might pester you a little bit this month because i think it would be good to even just go live for 45 minutes and chat with everyone and catch up with everyone and you know just answer some questions because a lot of people really did get excited about that they're like oh shit like so we could get like a little bonus every month. Like that'd be cool. And I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what we can do. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, uh, anything you want to say before we go? No. Um, just thank you. Thank you
1: everybody for listening. Thank you for, uh, allowing me to be myself on here. And, uh, just let me say what's, actually on my mind because you know it's not just movies it's a part of my life it's not my life
0: it is your life so this is your this is your legacy you need a maybe resolve. some
1: maybe dude, maybe in 80 years somebody will be listening to this and they'll hear what we said
0: yeah and, and the, then, all, and, then you and, and, and in remember. that
1: moment and in that moment we'll have life again
0: yeah you know what they'll be wondering too I wonder if these guys went to heaven or hell. I wonder what their afterlife's like right now. Or maybe the world's just ended because of aliens at that point. It doesn't matter anyway. But we'll keep you guys in suspense. We, may, right. see you, we may see you later this month. We may not. We'll see. <clears throat> Thank you guys for watching this episode of the you Need a Horror Podcast or listening to it wherever you are listening to it. If you are, leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, <clears throat> whatever you listen to your podcast on. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, We love you guys and uh, we'll see you before you know.